Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Green Mountain Dental Group. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, James Stefano had like the joke of the year today, and I still honestly haven't totally recovered from it. Um, the worst part was he was the first person we talked to, so James was up, and then after that was Carl, and then after that was Carson Wells, and so the whole thing took like 30, 35 minutes probably, but James Stefano and like the first question, second question of the day basically like ruined my chances of being able to act like a professional for the next 30 minutes which kind of sucked honestly and so I was like sitting there trying not to laugh and then I'd think about it again and then I'd start like smiling again be like okay look down at your phone gotta cover this up but that's what was going on this entire time um we're gonna talk about that most importantly maybe we'll get to some of the other stuff too but honestly I'm still kind of shook so maybe we'll just stick to how funny James Stefano is um, but first, Green Mountain Dental Group. Green Mountain Dental is the place to go for all of your dental needs. Um, whether you need something serious like getting your wisdom teeth out or whether it's something little like just getting a cleaning or something like that. Uh, actually, Lindsay Sauer, our sales director, went out to Green Mountain Dental a couple of months ago and did have her wisdom teeth out. And she said that it was literally the best experience she's had with a dentist in her life. So take her word for it. And go schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam from Green Mountain Dental because if you do that, they will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush. It's a great deal. Take advantage of it. Go get yourself that free Sonicare toothbrush and feel good because you're supporting a local family-owned business that's run by Colorado sports fans. Uh, so many great reasons to pick Green Mountain Dental. Make sure that you do it. Make sure you get yourself that free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Okay, so like I said, James Stefano was up first. Uh, James Stefano, the, I believe, 32-year-old Australian kicker for Colorado, um, one of my favorite people on the team, and he had a daughter because he's like in his 30s, and that's what people in their 30s do, I guess. Um, the daughter was born over the off-season, I think it was Pat Rooney who asked, like, you know, what's it like having a daughter? Does it kind of put some things in perspective? And James Stefano had this to say. She was about the size of a football when she was born, so I had to be careful not to kick her. And just did... <laughs> I think that that may be the funniest thing that I will hear all year. Especially because, like, you don't see a whole lot of jokes. Like, people will drop some little jokes, but typically, like, they're they're small things. It isn't, like... 
I don't know. Like, I bet he's probably used this line over and over and over again, and I bet that it kills every time that he does. I wish that I was a kicker so that when people ask me about my daughter that I'll probably have eventually, uh, I don't know, 50-50 on that at this point. But if it does happen, I would totally steal this line. It, uh, yeah. So that's how the day started. I promise I paid a lot of attention. I actually specifically took better notes than normal because um, because I knew where my mind was at. Um, and I had to really focus in to not just be thinking about this. Uh, he actually, um, when, so there's like this headset and I think I've said that before, um, that like they just kind of take turns in front of like the big buffs, like backing. And then they have the zoom call set up in front of them, but there's a headset that gets passed from all the people who, uh, are, are doing the interviews that day. And Curtis Snyder, the SID staff, has to, like, clean the headset every time. I think that's going to be an intern soon, but they have to, like, intern is still quarantining, all that kind of stuff. But, or no, I think grad assistant. I think Alex is a grad assistant this year. But uh, James steps up there and immediately says, like, he, he, he like, messes up his hair a little bit. He's like, oh, yeah, got to, like, take care of this stuff because I'm losing it. And so, like, immediately we knew that he was really on one and it really worked out in terms of like the important stuff from james uh you'll remember he hurt his hip last year um he had that surgery in december he said that it was a pretty quick recovery it took about three months before he was back kicking which seems like an incredibly fast surgery you like like if somebody said henry you could go kick something right now three months after i had hip surgery i'd be like "Mm, i'm not so sure the fact that he has the hips that he has that are so explosive, I would say, like, definitely do not do that. Um, so it's very impressive recovery. He said that it was a quick recovery. Um, then right after that, he said that his daughter was the size of a football. Um, yeah, honestly, you don't learn too much from talking to a kicker except that it really is fun to talk to him. I might just need to start requesting him every week. Um, from Carl, we learned a lot more. Um, he said that all three quarterbacks were impressive today and that they all performed well with the plays that were given to them, which I thought was interesting. And it just kind of adds a little bit more clout to the idea that we could potentially see Brendan Lewis, even if he isn't as a starter, but in some form running some package, and I would really like to see that. I think that that is probably the right balance that you want to strike based on the inner information that we have been passed along. You know, it isn't like when the Broncos have camp and there's a hill full of people who watch what's happening every day for, for four weeks. And then you have the media in there who can watch everything as well. Um, and that's kind of the difference between those types of quarterback competitions um, and and college quarterback competitions where outsiders really just don't know what is happening until a decision is made or when the coaches tell us what's going on. And today, like I said, Carl told us what's going on. What's going on is everything is doing well using what they have been told to do. And I, I think that it probably does mean that it's more likely we see Brendan Lewis. He expanded from that today though that wasn't his only comment about how well they played i think this was practice number 10 i believe and carl said that 
today was the day that they just learned that this team can handle more information. And that starts with the quarterbacks. Um, they'd kind of like protected everybody a little bit, guarded the quarterback specifically, and, and maybe limited things a little bit. Um, but now they know that they can give all of them more to do. Uh, you can kind of expand what you're trying to do with this offense. And I think that in that way, today seems to have been a bit of a turning point in that the playbook is opening. And you've hit this point 10, day, or 10 practices in, these last, I think it's 26 practices in this fall camp. The last six are probably really game planning for UCLA. And so the fact that you hit this point today, you get 10 more days to expand and build. And then you have those six days to kind of narrow things down to the 60, 70 plays that you want to run when you play UCLA on November 7th. I, I keep, I, I, I feel like I've said these dates so many times that they sound wrong. Yeah, November 7th. That's right. That's always been right. Um, but I feel like I have to double check because I haven't checked in so long. So now that I've checked that it actually is November 7th, I won't check again for another like week. And I'll be like, wait, was it the 6th? And it's like, no, the 6th was the day that if they started with a Friday game, some team could play in that Friday game. Um, but then I think, well, maybe was that the 7th? And then the real game's on the 8th. But no, Buffs play on the 7th. And uh, I'm really excited. Um, like I said, we talked to Carson Wells today. And because of that, there were more questions for Carl about the outside linebackers in particular. Um, and he gave us a kind of quick rundown on what to expect. Um, you know, name some names. It started with Carson Wells. He said that he's excited about Carson um, that he has improved despite being a veteran. And I know that I, I think I've been pretty hard on Carson on this podcast just because you look at the numbers and they weren't what we had hoped they would be yesterday or last year, not yesterday. Um, but, you know, as a freshman in 2018, five and a half tackles for loss, three and a half sacks. But then last year, two tackles for loss and no sacks. Um, Games drop from 12 to 9, but that's still like not what you want when you have a productive true freshman who comes back and, or I guess, no, he was a redshirt freshman. Yeah, he was definitely a redshirt freshman. Um, but you still have a productive freshman who comes back for his second year on the field. And then you have the step back, and, and that's just not what you want. Um, but Carl Durrell said that he has been impressed with Carson and that even though he is a veteran, he still has improved. And, and that is a good note because that's what, what really had me concerned is that like, well, you know, I guess this is only his junior year, but going into your fourth year in a college program, how much do you improve? And Carl says it's quite a bit. He says that he's bigger, he's faster, he's stronger than he was before. Uh, Talking to Carson, he said that all of that is true, um, that it's because he went back home over the offseason. He's from Florida and just kind of worked on a farm. Um, he was digging fence posts. He said that was a big part of it. Putting in those, I guess, is very difficult. I wouldn't know. Nobody's asked me to do that for them. Um, he said flipping cows. That was another thing that he said made him strong. And he said just generally like 
moving big things. But the flipping cows was something that I don't understand. I think there was another word that he used, another verb instead of flipping as well before he said flipping cows. And that kind of threw me off. Again, I'm not a farm person. So maybe that's just a thing that happens is like the cows need to be rolled over every once in a while. Um, But whatever the case, the cows made him strong. The fence post made him strong. Looking back through some of these numbers, it's kind of interesting. I guess as a true freshman, he was 6'4", 235. They had him listed at 6'4", 250 last year. And 6'4", 250. So he's listed at the same weight. Uh, Carl says he's bigger. Carson says he's bigger. Um, You wanted positive signs there. That is one of the positions that you look through this defense and you say, "Mm, what do we actually have? You know, you're really excited about what's happening on the defensive line. It's it's easy to get excited about the inside linebackers. You know, maybe you could make the case that Kiel Jones is one of those guys where it's like, what? What exactly do we have, though? Is this somebody who's a uh, a solid starter in the Pac-12, or is still is, is this still a spot where you'd like to get a little bit more mobility and maybe have more of a pass coverage um, aspect? You know, so you look through though, and really there aren't many of those spots on this defense, but these outside linebacker spots are two of them with Carson Wells probably holding down one of them because he does have the experience and because there really aren't a lot of guys to push him, uh, to push him at this point. Um, moving on though, Carl talked about some of these other guys and said that they have been impressive. Uh, he went to guy Thomas next as a guy who's looked good so far, who is developing, um, as a Sam linebacker. Um, and he said that Jamar Montgomery looks good too. Um, and so those are probably the two guys who are competing to start opposite Carson Wells. And in this defense that the buffs run typically you're actually only going to have one outside linebacker on the field and your other outside linebacker is going to be replaced by that star backer um but in heavier packages you will have the two outside linebackers out there guy thomas appears to be that guy you know he was listed as the number one on the depth chart but in the in the summer depth chart jamar was listed first so it does seem like it is going back and forth uh Carl mentioned Guy before Jamar, so maybe that's a good sign for Guy. I'm not sure. But the biggest news, I think, out of the outside linebacker talk was that Joshka Gustav was the surprise of the group through camp. Um, We had gotten some little updates. I think, like, Joshka was one of the student-athletes of the week last month maybe fairly recently um so we saw that and you don't read too much into it but this is really the only other time we've heard of joshka so far in camp which is kind of crazy considering carl said that he was the surprise of the group uh joshka's a uh redshirt freshman he's from germany um moved to the united states before his sophomore year of high school because he wanted to play college football um yeah, moved to California, obviously got a scholarship with the Buffs, and now he plays for CU. He redshirted, oh no, he didn't redshirt last year. He dressed for all 12 games, but played in three of them um, on special teams early in the season, and uh, maybe we will see him. Um, 
I'm not sure if I said this part though. Uh, he he has a sprained ankle right now, which is disappointing. Um, hurts his chances of seeing the field early in the year, but I still think that there's a good chance that he's going to see the field at least a couple times later in the year. Uh, no mention of Jason Harris, the true freshman outside linebacker. Um, and that pretty much sums that up. Oh, there was one more interesting thing. Let's see. Is there anything else from Carson I want to get to? Uh, I said that Guy Thomas is getting better every day. Uh, they weren't able to build the chemistry over the offseason because it was such a weird offseason, but it's coming now. Um, sounds like he's going to be playing a little bit more of a defensive end type role. Um, and I'm not really sure what to think of that. If it just means that your front guys, like, that, that outside linebacker is pretty much just going to be going after the quarterback every time, which would make sense because you are playing like a 3-4, a 3-3-5, three, 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 really, and so you'd want one of those linebackers that you have a four-man rush. Um, he's excited about it, though, so that's a good sign. Uh, one more big note that I want to get to, but we have to talk about Breckenridge Brewery first. Um, if you guys are looking for the best beer made in Colorado, then... Check out all the Breckenridge beers because they are a local Colorado company that is so good that you can now buy their beers in 36 different states. Breckenridge is also the official beer of DMVR, and no matter what kind of beer you like, whether you like the heavier stuff or the lighter stuff or fruity beers or whatever, Breckenridge will have something for you. Uh, they have so many awesome beers. They have so many great seasonal beers, and you guys should be checking those out by going to the Breckenridge Brewery website, figuring out what you want to try, and then using the beer locator on the website, which will tell you exactly where you can pick up whatever beer it is that you do want to try. Whether it's a Strawberry Sky, the Avalanche Amber Ale, you just put it into their website, put in your location or your zip code, and it'll show you all the places near you that you can try that beer, where you can go pick some up. Or also, I think there are like restaurants that serve it as well there. Um, so check that out. Check out Breckenridge's beers. They're a great partner of ours. Remember that supporting our partners is supporting us also week six of football is in the books and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week seven there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings sportsbook america's top rated sportsbook app to add to the excitement of week seven DraftKings sportsbook is bringing back their can't miss offer if you haven't tried DraftKings sportsbook yet head to the app store now because you do not want to miss this DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to earn a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They do it all. Don't worry if football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving all MMA and baseball fans who sign up now the chance to offer or the chance to turn $1 into $100 by betting on either this weekend's UFC 254 or by taking action on any baseball championship game. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easier for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So, Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code DNVR to get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. 
Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Uh, like I said, one more pretty big note from today, uh, and that came from Carl Durrell. He was asked whether he likes to use his running backs by committee or if he feels more comfortable just having a bell cow, somebody who goes out there and just does everything for you. Carl said that he's comfortable either way. Um, And he said that there are like advantages either way. And it kind of just depends on what your situation is. Do you have a bunch of guys who you want to get out there? Do you have one guy who you really want to get as many touches as possible for? There are things that go into it. He feels comfortable either way. And it just kind of depends on the situation. When he talked about the buff specifically, this version of the buff specifically, he said that there will be multiple guys getting touches. You have a bunch of guys who are good with the ball in their hands, and you have to kind of take advantage of that. But Alex Fontenot is likely to get the biggest piece of the pie, and then everybody else will kind of split what's left over. He said that he really likes having depth guys who can get hot, guys who you can get the ball to, and maybe they just go make a play right away. You know, everything's kind of changing in the NFL right now and how running backs are used. And right now it's kind of just a mess. There isn't like a clear, here's what you typically do with your running backs. Some teams have, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, and he's just out there and he's playing running back every down. You might have a Christian McCaffrey, And he's out there every down, but sometimes you're doing different stuff with him. Sometimes you're lining him up at receiver. Sometimes you're throwing two running backs out there. You're motioning him out there because that's where the matchup works. You know, you're you're using him as a receiver a little bit more. You also have teams that do have more of a traditional um, backfield. You know, you think of the Los Angeles Rams, for example. Um, With the Rams, they have like three guys who are rotating in and they're all getting different amounts of work. And honestly, the amounts of work kind of vary week to week just based on what's going well. Right now it's Darrell Henderson who's leading everything. But then you also have a couple of other guys, Malcolm Brown or Cam Akers, who have done various things at different times for that offense. And so because there are so many different ways that all these running backs are being used, you know, you look at the Browns, the way they use Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, sometimes with Hunt just being out there as a receiving back, both on the field, splitting splitting 50-50. It isn't like it was a few years ago. Like even when you think about like early in Austin Eckler's career, um, when he was just a number two running back and that meant that he was kind of the speedy guy and he got more of the receiving reps too, but he was kind of that change of pace back, which is a term that you don't hear all that often anymore, but seems like it was everywhere 10 years ago. The change of pace back, the thunder and lightning. You don't see as much thunder and lightning. It's talented football players who can do different things. I think that what Carl wants to do may be a little bit of a throwback, but... It's also something that a lot of West Coast offenses still do. You know, with the Rams being the example of a team that still does rotate running backs. You look at uh, another good West Coast team, the uh, Chiefs. They bring in Le'Veon Bell. Clyde Edwards-Alaire doing just fine. 
but now you have a couple of options and you can rotate those guys. And I think that as you look through West Coast teams, this is a trend that you see. You know, the 49ers, they have like their three backs who rotate in. Raheem Mostert got more of the carries this year, but now he's hurt and they're probably wishing that they hadn't done what they did. But yeah, I think that what he does or what he says he wants to do is kind of in line with how other West Coast offenses are working. And I think it makes sense for the Buffs too. Um, I think that it makes sense to let Alex Fontenot kind of be the guy who gets half of the touches. And then the other half split up amongst, you know, Ashad Clayton, uh, say uh, Joe Davis, Jarek Broussard, um, Jaron Mangum, guys who give you some different things and you can kind of see what pops. Um, and what will typically pop is, you know, Ashad Clayton, Jarek Broussard, um, even Joe Davis is a guy with some speed. And so when you can take out Alex Fontenot, who's a, a very good running back, but he isn't as much of a home run hitter as some of those other guys. You know, Alex's strength is his vision. He finds the right hole. Um, and not just finding the right hole with the vision, but also understanding where defenders are coming from. You know, obviously I can see the hole that's open, but also this linebacker's right there. So I want to hit the left side of the hole so that he just kind of glances off the side of me when he hits me. I have a better chance of breaking the tackle. You know, he is very good and very calculated in all of those little things. Whether it is calculated or whether it's all just feel, I'm not really sure. But whatever it is, he doesn't let guys hit him straight on. He bounces off a lot of tackles for that reason. And so you can be confident that he's going to get you five yards per carry just because he will consistently pick up those yardages. Whereas if if a guy like Jarek Broussard is getting you five yards per carry, I would guess that it's typically because he has a couple of runs of at least 20 yards. Big plays that kind of make up for a couple of other shorter runs that didn't really work out because he doesn't bounce off of tackles all that well. And we haven't seen him play all that much. And so this is kind of just my guess of what we're going to see based on what we heard after the last scrimmage and what we do coming into that. But I do like the idea of having a couple of guys who can come in with a chance of getting you a big play right away. Um, and then if, if, if they're consistently finding space and because of that space, their speed becomes more of an advantage then you use them more. You know, if, if everything's going well at the passing game and you're forcing the defense to sit back uh, or you're you're playing a defense that has struggled against the pass and so they come into the game leaving two safeties back and so there's a, a light box and the running lanes are wide open and you just want somebody who can get through them quickly, then you throw in your Jarek Broussard or your Joe Davis. Um, and then maybe Jaron Mangum, who, who knows what's happening with him? You know, if, if he is what he was last year, then you're really happy having him, you know, at the goal line or in heavier packages just to go out there and kind of bowl people over. If he did add a little bit more of a speed dynamic, then that opens up even more possibilities from there. If he's added a little bit more quickness, then that opens up some different possibilities. Um, if he's gotten even stronger, then maybe he's bowling everybody over on every down, picking up the five yards consistently the way that Alex Fontenot does. Um, and maybe like four and a half is more realistic, but you know, this is kind of what I see based on what Carl Durrell had to say today. Um, and I'm I'm excited to see it. I'm still just really excited to see how these running backs are used. Um, 
I like the idea of having your bell cow be, you know, a good, fairly dynamic running back, but having that number two be somebody who just flies, somebody who get the ball in their hands and just say, okay, hopefully he doesn't get touched because if he doesn't get touched, it's a touchdown. If he does get touched, he's going down where he gets touched. Um, I think that that could be a lot of fun. Um, We'll see, though. Just like all this stuff, we really don't know until they take the field. We are getting closer and closer to that day. Um, What, today's the 20th? So 11 days. So 18 days from now, the Buffs are playing football. Uh, Big 10's back this week. Colorado State's game got canceled, but the Mountain West is back this week. Um, We're getting close. We're getting really close. Oh, another note, um, with all the fires going on, uh, Carl was asked whether the smoke was causing any issues. And he basically said like today toward the end of practice, we could smell the smoke, but it's been honestly pretty crazy that these fires are just over the hill and we haven't had to change anything we're doing. Um, So things are still going well in that regard, but something worth paying attention to as we go forward, I guess. Uh, Before we get out of here, I want to tell you guys about MSU Denver Online. MSU Denver Online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs, and some of our very own staff members at DNVR are taking MSU Denver online classes this summer. Uh, Harrison Wind and Allie Monroy say that these professors are some of the best that they've ever had because they care so much, because they're extremely responsive to emails and questions and concerns, uh, because so many of them work in the field that you're taking their class for. You know, if it's a business class, it's a business person. If it's a marketing class, there's somebody who works professionally in marketing teaching you what is going on. Um, And for that reason, the content of the courses are very relevant. They help you build real-world schools instead of just teaching you theoretical concepts that you'll never really apply once the class is over. So if you guys are interested in continuing your education or if you're at a school where, you know, maybe you aren't super excited um, about the circumstances because you're learning from home or whatever, then consider MSU Denver Online. They've been the leader in online learning in the Rocky Mountain region for so long. um, And they've really just geared toward the moment that we are living in right now. So go to msudenver.com slash online and check out the 40 plus... uh, programs that will get you a degree online or, or check out the 700 plus courses that will, you can take online um, as you pursue a degree or just because you're interested in learning about whatever the course is about. Uh, also, of course, you can reach out to Harrison or Allie and ask them about their experiences with MSU Denver online. Um If you guys have any thoughts on today, any questions, any comments, you can leave them in the post for today's show at thedmvr.com, and we will get to all of those tomorrow. Uh, I will be back tomorrow talking to 
basketball players, I don't think we've heard player-wise who will be available, um, but also Tad Boyle in the morning. And then after that will be a football media availability. I'm kind of assuming it's Cheverini, um, but stay tuned and I'll let you know everything that you need to know about uh, the Buffs as they get ready to start their season in 18 days. All right, uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. See you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we station, patiently awaiting. Boy. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging at the crowd, do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh-huh. Cause you know we finna hit you. Hit you. Hit you. Hit you. Hey, hey. you on your own now. Why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. Yeah. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it.